Welcome to the CM Squared podcast. Two women, a physicist and a marine biologist, both artists, creating a rambling diary of irreverent conversation for our friends in a pandemic. Padow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm going to begin by saying this place is so beautiful and rad. I could spend every day here sitting on your futon looking up at the hill. And um, I'll have to say, that's what I do every day. (laughs) (laughs) Sit on the futon, looking up at the hill, watching the chickens, actually talking to the chickens. They're, uh, They're really hot. It is a furnace of a day right now. Yeah, what do you think the temperature is? Oh, I can check. I can check. We are up at uh, Claudia's place, uh, sitting outside her little studio. We'll have to wait Um, for the temperature to... And I came up here for a change of pace, and we spent some time in the pool. Yeah, and now we're, we just ate our second wave of popsicles. Claudia really provides the popsicles. Oh yeah, I was um I was really excited. I tried, I got some uh, popsicle containers and I tried making my own popsicles. Cause we're looking out on um. Oh, those really, are the prickly pears. Yeah, this is all. <laughs> Maybe I just put two and two together. Yeah, prickly pears. So our whole hillside is just. These ragamuffin So those orangey pink things, those are the prickly pears? Those are the prickly pears. What color are they when they're ready? Because there's some red ones up there. Yeah, you want them darker. The darker, the better. So those reddish ones? Yeah, the reddish ones. But I don't know if it's just been too hot, but they've been even like that dark peach color. Mm -hmm. They're falling off. And they're even uh, like they're just fermenting. Up they're the just ghosts. so They're just hot. like, this is, I don't even want to stay on for the they're, end. Yeah. <laughs> giving it up. <laughs> they're like, we are ready. They're full of sugar. A lot of the animals have been eating them. Like even the chickens. The hummingbirds will just, because they're so soft, they go up and they just <gasps> get sugar right out of the fruit. Just stick their beak in and they're yes. just like. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like a little so, shriveled up prickly pear. I've been having um, prickly pear avalanches because they'll just like a couple of them like da, 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 and they roll onto the patio. And so to take advantage of all this fruit, I did a lot of DIY research and made some prickly pear popsicles. They're delicious. I had one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and I surpri- I'm surprised they came out pretty good. It, yeah. There's no. Um, took a little bit it was kind of a process getting the spines out yeah what do you do you take you got to take the spines out and then did you like boil it down with water and yeah, sugar to collect it with tongs because there's little spines all over the fruit and then i scrubbed it with a brush and then um i boiled them so it got soft and then strained everything too so and really then you added yeah. it with the sugar and then added some sugar um, and then put them, stuck it in the freezer. And then she gave them to me poolside about an hour and a half ago. What's the yeah. temperature? That's, she's got her thermometer. It is over a hundred. Um, it looks like it's at least, if that's 10, so it's at least 102. That's hot. Yeah. In the shade. We're in the shade. We're in the shade. Ooh, you can hear that wind maybe. There's a little bit of wind. We have a red flag warning in our area for a yeah. fire. We actually fires. had a record breaker. It got to 118 here a few weeks ago. And that was one that. of the chickens died of heat stroke. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Meryl Hen, she just keeled over. Yeah, but it's worth a mention again. It sounds like she yeah. was one of your favorite ones. Eh. She was a Rhode Island Red, and she laid every day. She worry, laid a big brown egg. Aww. Oh my gosh, it's going up. It's it's now <laughs> 104. Wow. And that's the humidity. It's only, it's like 32, 4, 6, 8, no. Or 34% humidity? Yeah. 
which isn't bad actually it's not i I would have thought it was lower but yeah. i mean i don't really know i don't have a good sense for that yeah. i do have a sense good sense for a beautiful spot to sit in on a warm day and this is great yeah this is the uh well, we cleaned the solar panels yesterday oh nice that's responsible yeah how'd you do that Soap and water. <laughs> hose and soap and And like water. a big, there's like a big kind of like ladder. A you need a ladder yeah. and a big mop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's hot. And uh, so there's like kind of just a dirt hillside. We'll take and a picture. Yeah. You, you gotta see the prickly <laughs> pear picture. And it just, the erosion just keeps coming in. So I've been gradually adding like cactus and rocks to like slow the erosion onto the patio and I think it's starting to work. Yeah, it's looking kind of landscaped in some areas. A little bit. I They've mean, got a, little a bit sweet of a little um, kind of caged in garden area with some, it looks like lemon, cucumbers, kale, chard. Yeah, so you got there. lettuce, nice solid tomatoes. Stuff. They got a sleepy dog laying on the concrete. Yeah, two sleepy wet dogs. Yeah. Lucy's revisiting her youth. We have a little year old cattle dog, handsome Henry Hisher, who has joined <laughs> the property. He's a rescue cattle dog, and he's got a lot of energy, and he loves to go on adventures because we're surrounded by a couple hundred acres of just. Carrizo Plains style habitat and there's a lot of ground squirrels and Lucy loves digging for ground squirrels uh, the only thing she might like better is jumping into a muddy cow <laughs> pond and as luck would have it Henry also likes to do that so they've taken to going on walkabout <laughs> Which is a little concerning because they'll be gone sometimes for three hours and I won't know where they are and they come back and they're just covered in dark mud and it's clear that they've been having the time of their lives <laughs> digging holes after all the ground squirrels and jumping in the big cow pond back there. So When I drove uh, up yeah. I saw them out like kind of made the turn to go up the road to Claudia's place and saw them kind of running like they were in a like Disney movie or like a <laughs> yeah. you know like a middle school young adult <laughs> story of two dogs who were like out doing their thing they looked pretty good oh my god yeah I hope they're I just hope everything's okay at first I was kind of like a the mean mom and I'm like get over here <laughs> get back up here well if you had to give Lucy a bath like three times a day come on I know yeah I feel like much. she's still dirty so <laughs> but she's in her she's like having her second she's wave so she's like a cougar excited yeah they're like they're little buddies they go see each other at night or like in the morning first thing they're like oh my god mm, they wrestle so, so. cute it's cute, and they're having fun. Oh, it's nice to see your bougainvillea. I think you mentioned it last time. I'm going to get a good shot of this <laughs> okay. for everyone. You can also see what uh, a horde of piranha chickens will do to a jade plant. Oh, where is that? Oh, right damn, right in the center. Also, by the way, people, <laughs> like, I've been sitting here for a while, and the bougainvillea are the closest thing to me from the hill. So I just recognize, I just was like, oh, they're, <laughs> and they're bright pink. Yeah, they're right. They're directly in front of me. But yeah, I was geez. just, I was, I was looking in the far ground and then I kind of came in. Oh my God. Yeah. The jade. I mean, you're, jade is supposed to be the hardiest thing. You cannot ever kill jade. And yeah. It's pretty easy. And then you so like break easy. off pieces. I've got yeah. a ton of pieces if you want some more. <sighs> I, I feel like I I just I need to figure out a better way to protect it from the piranhas yeah there are five chickens within my view right now uh, right is that would right? you like to describe the chickens 
Yeah, well, there's oh, one close by, like, just we're on, like, a concrete little slab patio, and just beyond the patio in the, like, kind of little rock gravel area is one black chicken? Is that black? Yeah. Dark yeah. brown, black. That's Claire. That's Claire. Claire. So Claire is there, and Claire's not doing much. But it looked like Claire at one point dug a little bit of a hole. Now Claire knows I'm talking about her, so she's walking away <laughs> to clear the space for the one behind her, which is kind of like speckled brown and white. Uh, yeah, a bard. It's bard. Bard, and what's the name? That's Jax. Jax, and Jax was on the hill earlier sunning herself. Yeah, yeah, she looks really hot. She's du- she's dug a little hole near the damp like gravel, which is kind of smart because it's all wet there. The hose was now there. that they know we're talking about two more have entered the scene. <gasps> That's Raptor. Raptor right here. Yeah. Yeah, Raptor's back in the closest hole digging. Raptor's kind of speckled, tan to black. And who's this brown one coming? Uh, that's Angela. Oh, no, she's going to poop. Oh, Ugh, yeah, gross. she just pooped, right? I saw it. Saw it. I saw the <laughs> butthole expand and then a little yeah. pop come out and land. Oh, right God. there. That's, I guess, Raptor. Raptor's like, quick, I'll go in and dig the hole, and then you come and take a shit in it. Give him really something to talk oh, about. Oh, God. <laughs> Angela, she's like... um. I named her after my friend who was blonde because she was the only blonde chick. And she's like kind of the rebellious one that um, she is always the last one in the coop. Here she comes. She might be taking another poop. She's right in the same spot again. She's looking for worms, I think. Who's this white one with the little black speckling that's coming to her? Oh, um, I think she was Snowflake. Snowflake. Um, she's just kind of blah, like does has never really been like cuddly or anything you know and what about the far big one that's that's the one that humps everyone huh yeah that's the rooster (laughs) oh that's the rooster this does sound like we're just like hanging out on with the rocket yeah no i'm getting my camera because i want to take a picture of this here oh no my mess in the background that's right people need to know that this is real this is real. They were not. This is no Hollywood production, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was d- digging earlier. There's um, that's why the little that hoe is out. <laughs> Where's the hoe? It's behind the bougainvillea. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, California. Well, you may or may not know this, but it's drought. It's drought weather, so. Those are all aloe plants. Um, These in the picture <clears throat> that I just took that you guys yeah. will see little aloes. We've got a, a bunch of huge agaves in our backyard. Oh, those are really pretty. Well, yeah, but they just get too big. But if you want, Gary did a bunch of work this weekend and they oh. make all those baby sprouts around their edges. Oh, yeah. And he got like a wheelbarrow full and then gave them to our friends who live out in Wasna Valley. And he was going to plant them just because he's got a ton of space and he oh, wants nice. to kind of put some in. Yeah. But, well, um, they're so such a pretty those? color. The, agave, the, the century plants? Uh, no, there are ones. You mean the ones that do that big shoot? They yeah. might do that, but I don't, I don't think so they're kind of like they almost have a sage color like a purplish sage color purplish green sage oh, they're cool. really blue almost they're so pretty color wise oh yeah that's cool and then they have a really they don't have they have a really s- strong point that can really puncture you oh right yeah i've been punctured in the i got punctured in the deltoid by one of them once and i was like (laughs) oh my deltoid i know well (laughs) it was like a flu shot without any of the protection and any added benefits i made my appointment for the flu shot oh man i hate shots really i don't mind them as long as i don't i don't like to look at them and I obviously there's people who do them bad and people who do them good and you always want somebody who's good. But I think last time I got a uh, oh my gosh I almost said rabies shot. 
Well, you could have if you got no, bitten. Yeah, no, no, no. Last time I got a tetanus shot, it mm. was just, I was like, Duh. I, I kept being like, don't do it. And then she'd be like, what? Was don't it do in? It. The, <laughs> was it in the office or was it? I like when you get an injury and they're like, have you had a tetanus shot? And you're like, I don't know. And they then. do it. Yeah. And right. you're already like, oh, it hurt when I hit my oh. head on the cabinet. No, and now I think you I give just me a tetanus had to do it for okay. work because they're like, oh, you're in the field. You need to re-up your tetanus shot and. Oh, God, I hate that needle going in. They use big-ass needles, yeah. too. Yeah. I th- I, I'm, I'm pretty good with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I used to be. Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, it, it all comes down to me if I'm going to look. So it's that anticipation <laughs> and looking. No, what was it? <laughs> Just another... <laughs> was there another poo? Chickens, talk to us. Little mini, the little mini one always talks. She's like, peep, 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 peep. Maybe I'll get Which her. Which one's the little mini one? Let me see if I can get her. That's Angel digging right now, right? Or no, Snowflake, sorry. <laughs> yeah. She's the only white one left. The other white one was eaten. eaten. That was mini or what's her name? Nope, steak, steak, steak. Um, that's Bertha by the hose. Bertha by the hose. Claudia is going over to the chicken coop to see if she can root out one of the small ones. I'm staying on the futon. Lucy's just right near my feet. Uh, Henry's over to the side. Yeah, it's pretty chill out here. Um, Edna Valley, I think, is if you want to look on a map. And... uh, yeah, it's pretty beautiful. We So far, we saw a heron, a white heron fly by. We saw woodpeckers. Uh, I know Claudia routinely sees coyotes, because I think that coyotes come for the chickens. Um, what else do they see out here? We can find out. Um, yeah, let's see what... Claudia's gonna have any luck. I can check the temperature again. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it. It's almost... One egg coming out of the coop. It this looks nice like, and white. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably snowflakes. Oh, not for you. Lucy likes eggs. Does, how does Lucy like her eggs? Cooked or raw or? She likes them any way. Here, watch. You want it? Oh. Is she going to eat the whole thing? No, she has a technique. Look. Oh, my gosh. She just gave her a egg, like, right out of the coop. And now she's put it down on the gravel. And she's kind of licking it, but she hasn't popped it open, crunched it open. Did she make oh, a small? She, oh, she, she did. It on, the, on the rock. And she made a small it. hole, and <laughs> it's like a Cadbury egg. She's licking it out. Good for her. Was it messy when she figured out this technique, or did she just kind of know it? She's like just it. She's gulping it down. Yeah. It's really good for um, their coat and their skin. Um, some people balk because they're like, what about salmonella? But that's like the freshest egg you've ever gotten, or I've ever seen. Oh yeah, and it's like, I feel like it helps with itchiness, and she has a very lustrous coat. That's, I don't know if you can hear that, but that's the sound of Lucy (laughs) eating the egg. I took a picture, that's that's some good documentation this week. Oh nice, yeah, I like it. Yeah, documentation is good. I was trying to tell them, or what kind of animals do you see out here? I told them about the um, white heron that we saw. Oh, yeah. Um, You see uh, eagles, right? Yeah, we have have two red-tailed hawks that that live, like, up here. There's a single one that lives over there. We have barn owls in the owl boxes. Oh, yeah, you guys built those, right? Yeah, the little Hisher Hooter Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we. 
and um, the, every once in a while there's um, two golden eagles that come through and like oh gosh a year or so ago um, you could tell it was like a mom and a baby because the baby or the juveniles oh my gosh you guys now Lucy left the, the egg shell and now who's that that's Bertha she um Bertha's eating the rest of the egg the and the eggshell. She, um, she, I think, might be 100 years old. And she's been That's laying eggs with l little to no shell. It's weird. Whoa. Which means she has a calcium kind of deficiency. Oh, so, so it's good she's eating that. Yeah. Eat I've it, I've been giving Bertha. her little oyster shells. Like, you can mix that in there with the food. And it kind of helps. But also, she's... I mean, she's over five, six years old, which is kind of old for a chicken. Old for a egg, egg laying hen. So, yeah, at first I was like, oh, gross. But then I guess it's kind of okay ish. Yeah, well, maybe she'll have a shell on her egg one of these days. Yeah. And then you can feed it to Lucy. Hey, Henry. No, no. Good boy. And we was just Good watching. Good boy, the whole I thing. know. We are not interested in anything chicken around here, just so you know. He's really smart. Henry's in the Claudia training program. Yeah. I my training program includes uh, talking to them like they understand me. Which they do. And, uh, he just sat down. Yeah. And shaming them when they do things <laughs> wrong. <laughs> What's your favorite way to shame them? Or maybe not favorite, but the most effective way you think to shame the dogs. Well, I could do it now, but Lucy would get really upset. Upset, yeah. Can you describe it without doing it, or is it one of those things you have to do it for us to understand? Either. Um. Oh, <laughs> she's looking at the wrapper at the popsicle. Mm. Um. No, it's more like Lucy. Oh, you know, it's like those tones. Deep. How did you know about no, those no, tones? No, it's okay. Um, I think it's probably just what my own parents used on me. <laughs> I just figured, why not? I don't know. She knows. I think, well, with animals, it's just more like the energy you're bringing to the table. If you're like upset, they know immediately. Like, but oh, you shit. have a knack for animals. I have another friend, Carrie, who's a vet. And she has such a knack for uh, animals. <laughs> now he's eating the... Now Henry's. Everybody's getting a little bit of the egg. Henry's eating the eggshell. Yeah, I don't think it's, he knows any It was any probably better. about like 30% of the eggshell was left. Oh, yeah. And Henry just ate some of it. Well. That's like what if like first, <laughs> yeah, like first he needs you calcium saw too. like a cow <laughs> eating a bunch of grass and left half of it. And then I went over there and started eating some of the grass. And then, like, somebody else came and ate the grass. A little wheatgrass shots. It's gross. Damn. Um, oh, what other animals? There's badgers out here. And badgers badger pretty big. Um, or, like, the size of a raccoon. they're smaller than Henry. They're, yeah, like a really fat raccoon. And they have big claws. They're low to the ground. They're oh, absolutely didn't, adorable. Didn't they have like you guys a find a badger head, skull or something one time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think Phyllis has it. In... They have a stripe. They have... I always thought like, like, our... badgers were in like the Midwest and not in California, but it turns yeah. out from what you're saying, they're in around here. Yeah. And <clears throat> there is... Oh, bat. Did you see that bat? Oh, yeah. I saw it at the corner what of my eye. What is eyes. the bat doing out now? It's hot. It's like, damn, I can't sleep in this heat. I want to go oh, down to the pool. Where did he come? He, it's, it's almost like he came out of the chicken coop. That's weird. No, he didn't. Huh. Um. So bats. We can add bats, too. Nice. Um, also, there's a really interesting... It's photo documented now. But the badger and coyote symbiotic relationship oh yeah remember like that was one coyote of the first badger at it again <laughs> yeah we can get the link it's very cute they're one of them's leading the other one 
under a highway yeah. underpass yeah. when they're hunting. And you had told me they hunt together. Or they something. hunt together because the badger is really good at digging out critters, and the coyote is good at getting them once they're flushed out. Getting them once they're flushed out and just has better eyesight, I think, too. Oh. The badger's kind of like a more of an underground dweller. Which is a lot like the coral grouper and the spotted moray eel. Actually, those are in the water. In the coral roots. Oh yeah, of, you told me that that um, the they work together to hunt too. Yeah. So There's, cool. Um, Interspecies relationships are pretty cool. I know. It's just well, I know. Can you imagine? Well, you're a moray eel. You can't see very well. But you eat little fish, and you're really good at getting them in the holes. You go through all the little holes in there, you can get them. But you don't know where they are. And the grouper can see everything, but he can't get into the little holes. So he goes, and they have, like, a secret handshake. The grouper, like, so shakes his cool. head like this. And he's all But he gets really close, and the, and, the, and the memorial's like, oh, I can't really see. He's like, oh, okay, oh, that's my buddy. He's, he's doing the shake. Coral grouper shows him where the fish are, and, and the eel finds fish and gets and to eat. And kind of like pushes them out of the holes and he gets a certain yeah. number and the grouper gets a certain number. Yeah, which is awesome. So cool. You know how much stuff we probably have just so much stuff going on in the animal kingdom that we have no idea. Oh yeah. You know, They're still just discovering so new much. species every day. Just even yeah. off the coast of California in deep water. What did they discover? There was a recent one that's like a purple orb. And Weird. It's like kind of gelatinous. I don't know. I think they said it, they think it's clover, closely related to like a salp or something What's like that. What's a salp? Salp is like also just something gelatinous. <laughs> that's like kind of like fish? a jellyfish. But this thing is completely, perfectly spherical. And it is this brilliant lavender purple. Oh, that and it has beautiful. little spikies all over it. But, like, cartoon level, like, just kind of soft, humpy spikes. Cool. You know? Yeah, I think that's just species, but then you think about any species, even that we think we know, how much life is going on within them and how much relationship they have with the world and, yeah. you know, like, what, you know, how much interpersonal social oh my god just in a handful of dirt like one of my buddies in grad school studied turf because the golf industry really provides a lot of grant funding for soil research and the amount of like biodiversity in little like a tiny handful of dirt like nematodes and bacteria and it's an complex it's a complex world we live in complexity yeah and I I remember just studying I studied the electron for my PhD pretty much in, in a very sterile system and an electron's a fundamental particle um, and it's one that really a fundamental dictates. particle because all because it can't be broken down one. to no fundamental because it can't be broken down to smaller particles so for example the proton and the neutron oh. You can actually break them into smaller pieces. But what is a quark? Electron. Uh, a quark is another type of particle that uh, there's a bunch of different types of quarks, and they make up bigger particles. Like, for example, a neutron and a proton are created from quarks. Okay. But an electron doesn't, is, you can't split it up. You can't break it down anymore. So that's fundamental. So it's no longer. But anyway, electrons are fundamental, and electrons kind of, like, dominate the world that we live in. So, like, as humans, at, at the length scale that humans exist at, um, our length, whole what's world... What's a length scale? What do you well, mean? like, you could say 100 million light years. <clears throat> That's a length scale. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Or you could say, like, um, Like the nanometer. dinosaurs had their own... 
yeah, like time a dinosaur. Line. Well, they they that's time, but a dinosaur was like the size of like four buses or whatever. That's a length. Scale. Oh, 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 oh. So it's not time. As no, no, time. length, distance. Okay. So light year is a distance, even though it sounds like it's it's, time. it's not. It's light years. How long? How far does light travel in a year? So when you talk so light, light years, no, it's a distance. So when you talk, if you take a year oh. and you let light travel. So it's like, I'm going to let Claudia run at her top speed for a year. How far does she run? Oh. That distance Does is... light, doesn't light bend sometimes or like slow down if it goes through different matters? Let me ask you this. If you were running for a year. I'd get really tired. Would you bend or slow down? Probably. Yeah. So then, like, or if can, I had to like run through a lake full of yeah. really exactly. gelatinous exactly. goo, so light's no different. Like, oh, You'll find oh, out oh. in the in the physical world that I live in, electrons and light. I often find them to have a lot of similarities with their things that they make. So which are if humans. it's a distance, that varies. No, not really. Not really. Because you just decide. Well, I'm going to say at your top speed. Right now, I've set the distance. <laughs> oh, okay. But it can change, and it's true. The distance that light can go depends on the speed that light's moving, and the speed of light's different in different materials. Like, well, me and like mountainous terrain, I'm not gonna get as far. No, exactly. Just like light when it's in glass isn't gonna get as far, which is why light refracts and bends because it changes direction in response to a change in speed. But that's a whole other thing. Back to electrons. Yeah. Electrons um, are fundamental. And uh, the length scale that humans live on is, you know, like we can go down to the millimeter, a little bit microscopic, right? Microscopes. Yeah. We can see things down to a microscope or the thickness micron. of our hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A micron. So your hair, if you take like one of my hair follicles, it's about 0.8 microns or 0.8, uh, sorry, 0.8 millimeters. I think a sea otter hair is much thicker and denser. Might be thicker. Yeah. And it, yeah. But um, anyway, the point is, is that we're on these length scales, and then we don't get much bigger than a couple meters, right? So, um, on that length scale, the dominant forces are electromagnetic, and that comes out of electric fields that are created by charges, charged particles. The most fundamental one is the electron. So, and that's why molecules stick together, like H2O. Uh, H2O has covalent bonding, and that is the sh the. It's kind of like it's a people say, it's like the sh it's the sharing of electrons between the atoms. But really, it's a split of the quantum mechanical states. But it doesn't matter. But you're right; it has polarity. But the point is, is water dictates our life as a human, and fundamentally, water is defined by these bonds which are created by these shared electrons so electrons are big in the world that is human right. and so I studied electrons in a very 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 simple situation and what I found from that was that I thought oh it's going to be so simple and great because <laughs> <But>. <laughs> because life is so crazy and complicated and people are so crazy and complicated at least I can go down into a basement every day and just study this simple, beautiful, fundamental particle. A fundamental piece of the universe. And it turns out that it in itself has this complexity in how it manifests in even the simplest of environments. And that's when I realized we're you ever fucked. put it in a box like the Schrodinger's cat? Actually, that's exactly what I did. I put it in a two-dimensional box of different shapes and saw that uh, its a response was actually, yeah, because three dimensions is too complicated. The Doesn't every dimension you have three dimensions, though. Uh, I don't know if anyone can answer that. Well, so, but the deal is, is that I confined it to a two dimensional box. And I looked at how it behaved. And it looks like some chicken stuff's happening. She's got the, what do she you call right for the... Super soaker. She just super soaked Angela. a couple. 
If I was a chicken right now, I'd be doing everything wrong to get a super soak. Because yeah. it's so refreshing. Yeah, yeah. I think they would like it. <laughs> Look at Claire. Claire oh. is the one right here. Yeah. She's actually a little bit nicer one. Like, she likes to be held. I love how you're like, look at Claire. And I'm like, I looked at it and she just looks like a chicken, but apparently she had a different expression than yeah, she was probably like, giving you like a she's like, expression like, oh, they totally deserve that super soak. And you're like, you're right, Claire. I just super soaked their ass. Well, she's kind of like the, the she's a little more um, prissy than the other ones. Claire. But she's looking scraggly right now since they're all molting. Hmm. So I guess what I meant to say about the electrons, why I brought it Sorry. up, <laughs> is that um, like electrons are this very basic thing that no one really equates with living stuff, and they're actually quite complicated. So to me, I felt that actually very comforting. At first, I was a little pissed, but then I felt very comforted by it because then I thought, oh shit, you know if. This is how complicated an electron is in the simplest situation. Then, like, of course my family's super complicated and crazy. <laughs> you know, of course people are weird. And, of course, Aww. there's all this beautiful complexity in the world because, you know, it, it all comes down to how to different things. We all think things have their fundamental behavior. You're Claudia and you have certain qualities or... This is my mom. She has certain qualities. But everything when put into different situations manifests in these different ways. And so when you bring multiple things together, they're all going to interact and manifest in different ways. And it's very complicated. It, it depends on what do I have? What are the components? Who are the people involved? Oh my gosh, what yeah. are their constraints? Well, what are their boundaries? And then what is the situation I put them in? And then I add wind or chickens or a fire or like a political scene, you know, like or a super soaker. Like, yeah, exactly. How do you expect anything to be anything but just this kind of nonstop? I I have a question. Yeah, and it's a big one. Um, when did you know that you wanted to be a physicist? Oh, that's a good question. I think I knew I wanted to be a scientist. Uh, probably, I don't know. But I think my, some of my first memories of things that are science -y was I remember finding out about the moon. Oh. You know, like when I was probably like four or five and I was like watching the moon. Uh, oh, travel? Yeah, and, and I... You know, like we'd drive home and we'd turn a corner and then I'd look back and there'd the moon be again. And then we'd turn another corner and there's the moon. And so I think my one of my uncles told me that the moon was really far away. And oh, I realized, yeah. I remember them telling me that in the backyard when we were looking at the moon. And I remember thinking, shit, it's not following me. It's just really far away. That's why I can always see it. Oh. And then... That I remember really liking. That's funny because I remember really liking that. It was just like this big orb that was following you. Yeah, and then I remember after that really liking at night when I couldn't sleep, looking out at the moon. Book. At Why night, is the moon following me. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. But so, like, once I found that out, it became really comforting to me. And then I remember finding out about electrons and atoms when I was in elementary school. I was doing like a summer, a summer program that my sister was like one of the camp counselors for. It was oh. it was Ocean Adventure Camp, so it was oh, more wow. along your line. Electrons? Well, no, but the teacher who taught it, I would help them clean up and set up because I was getting like free camp through my sister. Oh, yeah. And I remember being in the back room with him, and I don't know why, but somehow he told me something about atoms, and then he told me something about electrons. And I think I had him draw it on the board, or he drew it on the board, and I thought, that sounds very right. And I liked that, What was too. right about it? I don't know. It just made sense to me. Like, there was a way that just made sense that that share and come together. Yeah, and that the there was the this Legos electron, of life. and that dead electron could come and go. 
but generally an atom should have all these electrons, but it could come and go, and I kind of oh. liked that. So that was all kind of like elementary school, and then by by high school I knew I liked science <laughs> and math. Just, my woe wasn't like, <laughs> in response it was because there was a wasp that almost landed on me. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, that's I why I was freaking it. out there. I saw you kind of freaking out, but I was like, <laughs> what is she doing? It's just... Um, I'm, like, so uh, in a zone. Yeah, no, I know, it's great. Futon. It's great. It's um. So, yeah, that's it. I think I started reading, like, Scientific Americans in, in high Ooh. school. And I also got... um, I had a good so chemistry teaching that like i'll be in an airport every once in a while and be <laughs> <don't>. like <laughs> you know what That's i'm so gonna funny. do and i pick up the scientific american and i'm like yeah i'm reading this and uh, it's yeah. a great time because usually like if it's a long plane ride then you go through the whole thing and yeah yeah like i a... used to be that way with wired when it first came out now wired's like soft stuff but when it first came out, it was a great kind <laughs> of, like, just, technical... That was just wussy stuff. No, it's not. Sometimes they still have good articles, but, like, and now everything's online, but when Wire first came out, it was, like, that's what I would get at the uh, airport, and I could spend some time reading it, and I liked it, because it's, you know, kind of, it's, like, adjacent to physics yeah. and electronics, but not. I used to like The Economist. I would take Damn. my dad's old Economist. Wow. Talk about feeling smart reading that. I mean, I don't... It's... Like, but that's also, like, I feel like it just... It makes you feel smart just even picking it up and committing to, like, an article. That, you know? That the feeling smart. Like, whenever <laughs> yeah, I pick like, up any of those magazines, I it feel makes me not feel smart. smart. I'm always like, what the I feel like I'm making the right decision. About? I'm like, I'm just picking this like, up. Good for you, Claudia. Like, you at least... <laughs> Even it's like if you it's get like getting an apple instead of a chocolate bar <laughs> yeah. for your after yeah, lunch like, good snack. Job. Yeah, I could good see that. Good job. Yeah, and some of it you're like, what? I don't have a. <laughs> uh, so I think I knew early that I was going to be. When I found chemistry, I was in love with chemistry. I did some of my most exploration, like exploring. I was an aide for a chemistry teacher my sophomore year of high school and so I did a lot of cleaning of test tubes and stuff but I also got to do a lot of side stuff so I so I made like made uh TNT basically powder and put it out so that when people came in the next day it kind of made a loud noise I almost lost my hearing that time and I uh titrated <laughs> wait, caffeine from wait, coffee wait, wait, beans wait, 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 and wait. tea leaves they, you, you didn't get in trouble for making no TNT? my 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 teacher at the time would let me do these extra projects oh while it was yeah wonderful. so I Don't guess he must have had some of? magazines yeah. or something because I could look through them and find the ones I wanted to do. Do you remember his name? Oh yeah Steve Sogo. He was kind of a pervert it turned out so that kind of had the dark side of it. Bummer. But well he... shout out to the good side, side of, of steve yeah. Sogo, before yeah. he became a darth vader <laughs> well he was never a darth vader because i don't think he was very big he's not very big but he was still or he went to the kind of perverted side. yeah okay got it i got, yeah. it. I got this <laughs> i was thinking physically but anyway he didn't actually have that mask after either. that i real and then when i found out what physics was versus chemistry that's when I think I knew I, I should be a physicist. See, that's amazing. I, I don't think I knew what an electron was until high school, until chemistry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't probably ex know what it was, but I had heard of it, and it made sense to me right. enough that when I was, like, in eighth grade. I mean, we, yeah, you definitely would have learned about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never was intimidated by it. I just thought it sounded right. And that's how I actually feel about a lot of physics is every now and then when I... When I teach certain things certain parts of physics they've never really felt right to me but other ones like quantum mechanics or statistical mechanics they just sound right they're consistent with how i see the world mm. so it's like not really a challenge to learn them you're well, kind of just getting yeah and it's, it's amazing that you understood that so early on because i feel like um physics for me i i thought it was all more like motion and friction and equations and lift you know like that was that like the connection between physics and chemistry didn't come to like maybe way into college like you know organic chemistry maybe yeah because then it then things become a little more structural and you can like match up the equations a little bit but even then yeah. it never that connection 
really yeah, I wonder. Happened. It must have been maybe just the way that I learned what science was. Like, cause yeah. I remember. Do you remember doing the uh, owl pellet dissections? Oh yeah. Yeah, we so actually like, have a whole bunch like of owl grade. pellets right down the hill where we can actually do an owl owl pellet dissection. But don't you remember people telling you back then what science was? Like I remember them saying like when you when you we passed around a cow brain too that was really smelly. Ooh, but like, we dissected I knew a fetal for pig. sure that's when I knew I wasn't gonna do biology. Oh. But I've been told, you know, this is what science is. And maybe I didn't right. fully know, but I knew who the science teachers were. And I knew that I kind of liked them more than the other ones. Oh. You know, and so then I was like, oh, science. So then it was like when science people told me sciencey things, I was sort of like, which part of science is this? I know, because science has so many aspects. Yeah, but it's all <laughs> you know? kind of discovery. Like, yeah. And that's what I sort of liked about it. And how the world works. Yeah, Whether it exactly. be from uh, how plants work or how electrons work, you know? Yeah. Or even just a basic thing like where's the moon and how far away is it? I mean, that's, that's that knowing that little bit of knowledge, which is like all the knowledge that you get from science, a little bit of knowledge and understanding of how things work. Then you can base a whole oh, understanding. That's a turkey vulture. Yeah. Add another um, critter to our species list for the afternoon. Sorry, I did not those mean. Those are. You're on such a roll. Those are like not. Um, I know those are like count because they're animals, but like I often see them and you like point them out to people and then like they'll be like, that's just a turkey vulture. You know, like no one Aww. gives turkey vultures that. They much. are like they're the so, cleanup they're so crew. Common. They are. Can you imagine how many? The dead critter bodies would be on the side of the road if they didn't, if they weren't around. I don't want to imagine, but you're right. They are unsung heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We I should have to... shirts that say. I really loved the role that you were on. And now I'm feeling horrible that I interrupted I it for the turkey. I don't think you should feel horrible at all. Because it's all about like, I'm not what going got you excited about. We can always talk about this. Science and And yeah, that fundamental thing about understanding the world around you, which yeah. when you're a kid... You well, that's I mean, what these I mean. are like the little bit years. of knowledge that someone gives you about the moon. This is mm. the beauty of science: is you get a little bit of some fundamental understanding of things, and now you can create a whole framework that helps you better understand things. So there I was yeah, as a yourself, kid thinking this moon is chasing me around, or what's the deal with the moon? Why am I seeing it at night? Why is this oh, moon yeah. in the back? And why, when we turn the corners, it's still there? And Why somebody is it bigger gave me, some days? Yeah, and somebody and... tells me, oh, the moon is, like, really far away out in outer space. And then I was like, it clicked. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, shit, it's not about me. The moon's just far away. Yeah. So as I move I around, just understanding. it's always there. And I can change yeah. my position relative to it. Right. And it's still going to be there. It's such an what important... What is that we're hearing? Oh, that? that is a peacock. Yeah. Another species for the list. Yeah. They're, um... And would you have that one time? Like, I remember that one time we had a... This is, like, I don't know when this was, but we had uh, <laughs> rainbows. And it must have been in, like, March or February. Oh, yeah. And I had a rainbow down by my house. And I did I t send you the picture of the rainbow? Or we just mentioned it in the bunker? And uh, then Claudia's yeah. like, I saw a rainbow, too. And, and she videoed it. Yeah, and she sent it to me, <laughs> not saying anything about the fact that, yeah, there's a rainbow, there's also a bunch of zebras running by. Yeah, they were happy, frolicking zebras. Maybe we'll add that one you to the show notes. What you gotta add. Oh, and yeah. It was all green because it was right after the rains. California, we have like maybe a, a month of rain that we desperately need. And so everything's green. We get a little, yeah, you're right, and, total uh, month. But we get it. We get more here than than Southern California by like ten or fifteen times for sure, which equates to like a day. <laughs> no more, cause my cause my mom and I we keep track yeah. of it. All right, all right, that'll also be added to the show notes. But yeah. um, yeah, we have um, there's two herds of zebra in San Luis Obispo County. One is owned by the Hearst foundation it's up by cambria and it's part of his collection of zoo animals that are left from 100 years ago and then the second is owned by my neighbors who 
also are peacocks. wonderfully, are very dear and wonderfully eccentric and also just wanted to have zebra. They have bison and llamas. And don't they have like a couple of donkeys? A couple of donkeys. They have long horns. They have regular cattle, horses, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, the zebra, these guys come up to our little fence and we'll have to get um, pictures of those, but... On this particular day, there was a full rainbow across the entire sky and a little happy zebra stampede right under it. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know, it was, it's kind of weird, but You'll pretty. watch it and you'll, you'll feel it. I feel it. like it all has the hype, a, it, has a feeling it might to... be a no, letdown because no, no, it has it's a much feeling better to, to just it. send it without saying anything. No. And you're like, what? Wait, huh? Yeah, no, that was a pretty good move of hers, though. I was like, I saw a rainbow, and she's like, I did, too. I'll send you a video. And then she sent it, and I was all, zebras? Where's the fucking rainbow? But I saw the rainbow because it was also a good rainbow. Yeah, and it's hard to get them when they're just running around. I think they were doing a couple laps of joy, and I only got it on the tail end. Those chickens are really moving rock around. It's their time in the quarry. I give them little, <laughs> little hammers. They're on the chain gang. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I think. But we can wrap it up. Yeah. Well, that has been uh, the CM Squared podcast. And thanks for sitting on the porch with us. So one last thing before we wrap up this episode. One of our listeners created a nice little jingle for us. Hearts and science, hearts in a lion, hearts and science, hearts in a lion, hearts and science, hearts. Thank you, David Coteen, for the wonderful theme song.